On May 30, 1946, in Los Alamos, New Mexico, United States, a physicist by the name of Louis Slotten died peacefully. Cause of death, the atomic bomb. Behind the wall. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining into my podcast. Uh, first of all, I want to give special thanks for some names that are supporting me on my channel. They are Shams Al Basri, Shaima Edbali, Hadil Silwadi, Nephilim1333, Manuel R. Reynoso. Thank you so much for all your support, your beautiful comments. I really appreciate that. So, as we saw, Louis Slotten died from the atomic bomb but died peacefully out of this bomb he was experimenting the bomb with his colleague and then the spheres of the bomb just collided and it sent into him some kind of toxic radiation which killed him a few days later why I'm speaking about Louis Slotin today Louis Slotin is a person that reminds me of the magician that had his magic repelled on him. You know when somebody does bad magic on somebody and then that magic goes back to them? He reminds me of that case. Basically what he did is he invented something really, really, really catastrophic and bad, which is a atomic bomb mass destructive weapon and that weapon communicated with him and told him stop harming humanity but it's not just Louis Slotin it's human nature humans like to conquer humans want to destroy more than create or let me say they want to work on destructive creation or creative destruction that is the right to creative destruction whatever we create the consequence is destructive and it goes on and on and on but that happened about 10,000 years ago before that, humans were in harmony with nature. They didn't care much about destruction as much about surviving. So what they did is they had many ways to live in harmony with the law of nature. So they 
survived for millions and millions of years. But now, today, human beings are destroying. And the fact that they are destroying, they are reaching the path of catastrophic ending. But why before that, like before the 10,000 years that came, humans were in harmony with nature? That is the real question. I always speak of the law in my podcasts. If you heard my previous podcast, the law of nature. But I've never mentioned what is the law of nature. I didn't define it. The law of nature is the law that keeps peace inside the ecosystem. I would call it the peacekeeping law. The tiger hunted the bear. What the tigers did did not harm nature and did not destroy nature. For from a human perspective today, if you want to think, did the tiger did something good or bad? It just killed a bird. In our mind, it's something bad to kill. But from the animal's perspective, they don't think that way. They just kill. From the bird's perspective, we think that the bird felt sad about it because he just died. Nobody likes to die. But some other people might say, what if the bear liked it because it made the tiger survive? So from a human perspective, we have more than one way of thinking. We go to the tiger, for the tiger, humans might say he did something bad because it killed. But some other humans might say it did something good because it survived. So the problem of good or bad inside nature does not work. We cannot think in terms of good or bad inside the nature's law which is the peacekeeping law the peacekeeping law is a law that enables animals nowadays to stay alive inside their ecosystem and they practiced it since millions of years even humans did but then humans decided to go out of it they d decided to settle down to sit in one place, do the agriculture, and they liked it that way, but there's no clue why they did that, because for millions of years, they lived in nature. Then there's no one single clue why they had this kind of revolutionary act to do it on a bigger areas. They just did it. And they started 
creating those economical systems to make themselves believe that this is the right way of living. But the key peacekeeping law in the nature works differently from what we are doing today. When the tiger ate the bear, the bears, the other bears, did not think of taking revenge out of the tigers and waiting them for the next day to kill all the tigers because they ate that bear. They didn't do that humanly act. They just accepted the fact that that bear died. Yes, they will be more protective next time. But they won't think to make a war against the other species to make, to make them extinct. They won't think in that manner like human beings do today. When human beings decided to go out of the peacekeeping law of nature, they practiced the law of conquering over nature. To believe that they are the best, the kings over everything, and they started practicing the creative destruction in many things, in what they create from uh, economical uh, laws, from social laws, from uh, science laws. What they are inventing is more of destructive than constructive. Because they decided to go out of their peacekeeping law that all animals today still live upon and they are surviving upon that law even in our in our economical system today the law that we use which we call the capitalistic law capitalism works on creative destruction works on creating more and more and more but the consequence is destruction to destroy more and more to have what we need to create but it does not just destroy matter it destroys also the morals and the self the peaceful self of the human being. I have a small article with me here that was written in January 30th, 2020, which is this year. The title is Capitalism in America, The Coming Crisis. I like this article because it describes how our economical laws that we are working on proved that they have some kind of creative destruction inside of them induced inside of them rather than constructive in this article that it is actually inside the counterpunch magazine 
If you want to read it, I leave the source in the description. It said that creative destruction is the principal driving force of economic progress. The perennial gale that uproots businesses and lives. But that in the process creates a more productive economy. Creation and destruction are Siamese twins. You can't make an omelet without breaking eggs. Creative destruction is the genius of American capitalism, which is why America invented the omelet and Edison invented electricity. It's an interesting article. Basically, there's no place better than the United States to talk about capitalism and how it's destroying this world. So, in capitalism, everybody wants to do more of what is done. If there's ice cream, they want to do more tastes, tastes of the ice cream. They just don't settle for just chocolate and milk. They want to do many, many different tastes. And this kind of creation is coded inside of it destruction but we're not awake for this fact that the more we are creating of this uh, of this process the more we are destroying we're becoming some kind of um, creative over creative machine that just creates and creates and creates to a point where even Earth is getting mad from us because of all of those creations we are doing and we are forgetting about many things like morals, philosophies and all of those things that makes us human beings are put aside for whatever we want to create just for the sake of gaining more money and becoming rich and wealthy moreover in the same article it's mentioned that still not convinced these facts are ac accurate fair enough one recent statistical analysis found that income inequality in the United States is highest it's been in more than 50 years while another study found that income of the poorest Americans actually fell by 7% over that past 15 years. So the richer are getting richer and richer and richer. And the poorer is getting poorer and poorer. That saying is confirmed by this article, by this statistical study. And that is what our economical system today is thriving upon to make the rich richer and the poor much poorer moreover fact the extreme concentration of wealth in the hands of a smaller number of rich americans is getting worse by the year the ultra rich collectively 
got more than $500 billion richer in 2019. Economic power, wealth, in American translates into political influence. So the people who have all of those riches are not too many. They are become very, 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 very low in number. And they are just concentrating all of this wealth with only them, which turned into a political influence. They started putting more political influence on the country because of their wealth. Moreover, in the same article, the coming crisis of capitalism is not only economic, it's also a moral and political crisis. A constitution in tatters is the death knell of democracy. By the same token, corporate monopolies are incompatible with a market economy. Capitalism thrives on vigorous and fair competition. When the deck is heavily stacked in favor of few massive conglomerates and billionaires, the rest of society, the many, the middle class and low economic underclass lose faith in the system. As economist Stephanie Kelton tweeted last year, no one makes a billion dollars. You take a billion dollars. The strong economy of recent years is largely an illusion. Moreover, the 2017 tax bill will cost $1.46 trillion over 10 years. No wonder the federal deficit in 2019 jumped 26% in 2019, nearly hit the trillion dollar mark for the first time ever, and will go over $1 trillion in 2020. Meanwhile, the na national debt climbed to over $23 trillion last year. What a government does and says influences how citizens behave and what they believe. In the Reagan era, we learned that greed is good. In the Trump era, we are being told that deficits don't matter and neither, of course, do facts. That being said, This article shows you how capitalism is unfair. Leaving money with a small portion of people and making the rest live in misery is not a just law to live upon. Yes, we left, we left the peacekeeping law of nature, but we need not to accept these kind of laws to be enacted on us. 
the United States reach a point where it is 23 trillion dollar in national debt the deficit grew 20 jumped 26 percent in 2019 the federal deficit which makes a very huge sum up on what this economical capitalistic system is building that's on a micro level on a macro level yet the banking systems are always the winners you go to the bank they give you a credit card that number on the credit card that they give you let's say they give you five thousand dollars that money is fake they don't own that money they don't have it it's fictional money they give it to you in return if you want to take out of this money and use it for something else you want to buy whatever you need to pay them interest they lose nothing you believe that they lost money when you lend that money from them but the interest you gave you are the one losing and if you were not able to give that interest they will own you they will own what you own that is the law the economical law we are living in today the rip-off law the destructive law of not just matter but also to the human morals do we have a hope to at least bring peace to this world to this nature we are living in i read another article it's a very interesting one it talks about a city i'm gonna also put the uh, source in description box this city is actually a pretty good small prototype of people who dis who woke up to the fact that capitalism is not the answer they woke up for all the crises that happened and so that they are losing not winning at the end so they decided to build up a different economical system inside their city the city is called Kingston in New York I was really impressed by things they are doing so they built a model an economical model inside of this city where uh, people trade services the musician is treated equally with the dentist they respect one another and they the musician respects what the doctor does and the doctors respect what the musician does they did festivals they call it the all positive festivals where uh, they gather uh, musicians and dentists and they exchange services musicians and artists had a lot of healthcare going on in that festival given to them 
let me read some of uh, the article here so it's said in the article America's healthcare system has long been in sham shambles then and still today where single-payer care was available premiums and deductibles were astronomical luckily among our friends were doctors and dentists who valued the work we did as equal to their own so we came up with a plan drawing on the age-old system of barter we figured out a way to trade the art of medicine for the medicine of art isn't that so beautiful and it's just a community of people that woke up to the fact that we need a change it's also been said in the article in October 2010 we launched our first weekend-long festival of street art live music and health related events we called it the O positive like the blood type the general public attended by donation licensed health professionals volunteered to staff our on-site pop-up clinic over the years thousands of participating artists like uh, lucius spiritualized and locals who played with the b-52s and the david bowie have received medical dental wellness services worth hundreds and in some cases thousands of dollars some artists say the care they received even saved them isn't that so beautiful and gives us a little bit of hope that human beings are able to do a change it does it gives us a hope and those people started doing this because they know one that capitalism will fail them they know it for a fact because it failed them many times before it's also said in the same article the way you change a system nationally is you do thousands of local things and eventually the system evolves say our positive executive di director Joe Conkra also it's been said when the shit hits the fan no one's coming to rescue us buff says we've got to figure it out ourselves because this is our city this is where we live this is what we've got I love this I love what they are doing they started waking up that they are community of people they are not individuals this is what I always wanted to read this is what I always wanted to see so if you ask me if there hopes Kingston City is a hope before people when I used to talk to people about these kind of projects models or they'd be like those are good only on papers just forget about it submit to what's going on today submit to the system but when I see people in Kingston City doing this in New York which which is a very industrial state in the middle of that state there was born a small city called Kingston that did a change that 
looked capitalism in the eyes and told capitalism, you're not the winner anymore. You're not going to stay alive inside of us anymore. For those of you who are listening now might think that I am a communist or socialist or whatever. The thing is, I'm not. I'm not a communist. I'm not a capitalist. I'm not a socialist. I don't belong to any of those economical system. I belong to a system that keeps the survival value of human beings alive. That respects the survival value of the human. That one day, if work or the office or the government fails you, you won't starve to death. This is what I care for for the human beings. This is what I believe. This is the system, the basic law in my system that I think about when I think about humans surviving on earth. They need to learn how to survive before learning how to do their job. They need to learn how to uh, farm, do their own food, build their own houses. They need to learn all these basic things in life before learning how to do their job in society or in civilization. Because if we do not turn our compass to nature or to our origins, we will always end up in a catastrophic ending. We need to turn the compass to the origins. I'm not saying to go back to the uh, caveman. I'm not saying that. Some people think that, oh, Hassan wants us to go back to the old way of living the way where the cavemen lived in the caves no at all at all i do not mean to go back to that days what i believe in is an evolution i believe that we evolve i always say that in my podcasts i believe that we human beings evolve but there is not only one way of evolving there's not only one way of doing economical system. There's not only one winner in the game. There's different models, different generations are coming to earth. And if the older generation doesn't want to respect the newer generation's voice, yes, catastrophes will happen. If the rebel hearts inside of us do not talk or speak or raise a voice. We will always be slaves to this small group of people. The rich elite, whatever you want to call them. They know that capitalism is on their side, so they don't want to kill it. But people in Kingston, this example teaches me, teaches you, that there is a hope. There is generations that are waking up. Not just the new generation, also the generations, the older ones, are also waking up more than us to the fact that capitalism is harming us. 
We don't want to be like Lewis, the inventor of the atomic bomb. We don't want to be like him. We don't want to invent something that destroys us. We, we don't want to be like him. We want to invent something constructive, respecting the laws of nature and respecting the human by keeping peace, keeping the peace inside of us and outside of us. The tiger, yes, it ate the bear, but the bear didn't wage a war against the tiger. Because they thrive in nature that way. By having a balanced ecosystem. And, that, and the humans were part of this thrive. Another example I can give you of this economical system that might spark something inside of your head. The bison, it's an animal. I'm going to put the picture here if you don't know the bison. It's been here in uh, North America and it thrived. It lived for millions of years here until capitalism came. Colonists came from Europe to here. They almost made the Native Americans extinct. Not just the natives, also the animals that the natives used to eat. And one of them is the bison. The bison is an animal that's extinct. Capitalism came, they started killing all uh, the, the, this animal to a point where there's no more of it in the name of capitalism, in the name that they want to have more and more and more and more of what they like. They weren't awake to the fact that this animal might not be there anymore and it disappeared. If you do not wait for the fact that capitalism did that, it will also bring this to us human beings, not just the bison. We will be just like the bison, extinct in the name of capitalism and for the sake of a small portion of people that are on the top of the pyramid. Is this acceptable? No, this is not acceptable. And we need to wake up to this fact. I always speak prehistory because prehistory is what teaches me more than the artificial intelligence. If I want to keep thinking about creating artificial intelligence and technology and whatever, this has nothing to do with my survival value. My survival value as a human being depends on how I can get my own food, how can I shelter myself. This is my survival value. This is where we need to concentrate on more than artificial intelligence. We do not need 
AI to survive on Earth. Just let's be clear. Let's be clear. Let's wake up to this fact. We do not need artificial intelligence to survive. Wake up to this fact. Whoever tells me we need it has a big, big problem inside of him. We've been surviving on Earth for millions of years without this artificial intelligence. So whoever is trying to convince you by marketing tools that we need it is lying to you. And artificial intelligence will lead us to many, many, many catastrophes more than the atomic bomb. Pandemics spreading. And who are the winners? Those small portion of people who own the biggest piece of the pizza. Those are the winners. They want to eliminate as much people as they can. Because it helps them. Why? Because they are burden. Elderlies are burden. Homeless people are burden. Unemployed people are burden. The tax, the as we said, as we read in the article, the deficit in 2019 in the United States jumped 26%. The money that United States is spending is more than it's taxes. The burden, the much more burden about this is the people who are unemployed, who are homeless, who are sick, who are elderly. Those are the people that are a burden on this economy. They want to better this percentage. They want to better the 26% in 2019. They want to better it, which reached a mark, a trillion dollar mark. They want to better it. And you are a burden on them. And this pandemic helps them. Wake up to this fact. Why it spread most in the United States? Because it wants to fix the economy in the United States. Because the United States is crumbling. And they come up with many different theories about this pandemic. But look clearly. It spread most in the United States. For a reason. It all goes to the gain of the rich elite. But we need to wake up for this fact. I'm, I'm, I'm here speaking. But we need to do solutions. We need to give solutions. I'm doing my best to give you as much as I can of solutions. If it's the, the model of a, a new economical model, we can talk about economical model. I can talk in economical models. I will dedicate podcasts 
for economical models that I've wrote down. And I will do that. We don't want to end up being vaccinated by God only knows what. Vaccinations? Bill Gates, what are you thinking about? You don't have any better idea than vaccinating people to heal them? Are you... You are the genius of Microsoft. Isn't that true? Why do you want to vaccinate human beings? To heal them? Nature heals us. Educate them about natural healing other than chemical healing. But does this make you more profits? Does it make you feel better to vaccinate human beings? You are a man of technology. Why, why are you messing with chemicals? You are a man of softwares, of chips, of microchips. Why are you messing with vaccines? That is what I wanted to talk about today, everybody. Thank you so much for hearing me and I hope this podcast brought up a spark of a rebel inside of you to make at least a better change for the world. I appreciate it if you like, share, subscribe and comment on this podcast, whatever you think. If you agree with me, give me more ideas. If you disagree with me, I do respect that. And let me know if I'm ignorant about anything. And please make sure to look at the sources in the description box. Because it will help you more realize about the truth. Thank you. Before I go, I want to thank you so much for reaching the end of the podcast. Also, if you really like this type of podcasts and want me to create more content for you, you can support me on Patreon at The Rebel Angel, where I will be sending and composing music for all of my supporters, in addition to many more benefits. I'll leave all the links in the description box. Thank you so much.